What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Kentucky Sports Radio, to preview the Kentucky Wildcats' upcoming football season, coming off a 10-3 and season and a Citrus Bowl win. Mrs. Tyler Thompson will talk about the losses of Benny Snell, Josh Allen, and talk about all the positives heading into the 2019 season with this program. But first and foremost, wanted to have some friends over to watch the game but don't have enough space? Wish you had an open floor plan so you can pair your game day chili in the kitchen, watch overtime on the living room TV. If you answered yes, it's your time to call John Murray and Anna Halton at Century 21. They're licensed realtors with years of experience who can help you find the perfect home. You will be game day ready in absolutely no time. Call John Murray and Anna directly at 731-225-5655 or call their office at 731-668-7700. Century 21 is located at 620 Old Hickory Boulevard in Jackson, Tennessee, next to Old Hickory Steakhouse. Each office is independently owned and operated. I'm your host, Mitch Davis of the Mitch Davis Show. You can also find all my work at TigerSportsReport.com at Rivals. You can also follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, or like the Facebook page of the Mitch Davis Show, or find the podcast anywhere where podcasts are found. Just simply type in the Mitch Davis Show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, and everywhere else. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Mitch Davis Show, and hope you enjoy this interview with Mrs. Tyler Thompson of Kentucky Sports Radio. We are joined by Mrs. Tyler Thompson, editor in chief of the Kentucky Sports Radio. How are you doing, Mrs. Tyler? I'm doing great, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming back on. You're a good friend of the show, good friend of mine, and a good Kentucky fan. So how's everything been going? It's been going good. I, you know, it's been a long summer. There have been some news to keep us rolling, but I don't know about you, but I'm really ready for football season. I am too. I'm, I'm beyond ready for SEC and, of course, Memphis football as well. We've got to start off on the sad note, and before we get into the positive, passing of Jared Lorenzen, how did that affect Kentucky sports radio, and how do you think Kentucky football will go on into the future without him? It was really, really sad. Um, Jared not only was a member of the KSR family, he did some podcasts with us. He did the KSR pregame show for the football season. Um, he was also a really good friend. You know, I, I got to know Jared as soon as I came on with KSR, and he was always at our functions and parties. And um, he was a larger-than-life personality. You know, you know, he was obviously an incredible quarterback and just kind of like a folk hero a little bit in my mind for Kentucky football. And, you know, the first time I met him, I was like, it's kind of weird. You know, I grew up, I, I love Jared, you know, he's, he's incredible. He's just this insane athlete. And, you know, he had the, like the larger than life status as a, as a football player. And then you get to know him as a person and he's just, he was so funny and genuine. And, you know, I've met a lot of people, through KSR, like, you know, athletes, basketball players, football players, and you never know if they're going to live up to your expectations. And Jared in every way surpassed them because he always wanted to, you know, know what's going on in your life. And just he was interested in talking about what you were interested in. And you could tell that he genuinely cared about people, which, you know, that's his legacy. And it was so sad to lose him. But I know that you know, hopefully we can carry on in his memory and continue to do good things. You know, I have to ask you this question. What is your favorite Jared memory as not only a player, but also as a friend? 
Oh, my gosh. Um, just watching Jared throw the football, I mean, I know that sounds really generic, but his arm was so powerful, and he could throw it, like, you know, the length of a field. Now, there's always stories about that, right, where, you know, he'd be on his knees and he'd throw it 75 yards. But there was something special about watching him play because he's this obviously a big guy, right? But he had the feet of a ballerina, so he could just scramble in and out like so easily and then just wing it with the flick of his wrist, just wing the ball all the way down the field. Um, so, as you know, as a fan, I always remember watching him and just his for a guy his size, his athleticism was just, you know, insane off the charts. Um, as a friend, <laughs> a lot of good Jared stories. Um, one of my favorites was we were, it was after one of the KSR Christmas parties. We were out in Louisville at some establishment near the Yum Center and the bar was full of Louisville fans and they were having karaoke. And so me and Jared and my friend uh, who, if you follow KSR, you know him as Fake Barney. Um, he writes all these parodies of like songs with UK themes. So he made one about Louisville um, it was called Crown Royal, which was based off of Lord's <laughs> Royal song. And so he made all the lyrics off about well, like how terrible Louisville is and stuff. But anyways, me and Fake Barney and Jared were up there singing it at like 2 a.m. in a bar full of Louisville fans. And you could tell they were just not happy about it. But we had a blast. So <laughs> I'll always remember that fondly. Jared Lorenzen, you, you mentioned he is a larger-than-life figure. But we're going to get over to the positive side. Kentucky finished up the absolute best football season I know in my lifetime and possibly of all time, 10-3, and three, Citrus Bowl win. Talk about how they're going to feed off of that in, heading into this 2019 season. Well, I mean, like you said, it was a historic season. But the big question on everybody's mind is, you know, Kentucky lost so much talent from that team. How are they going to replace Benny Snell and Josh Allen? And and I think that Stoops and his staff have made it clear that the answer to that is you just can't. Um, Benny Snell obviously broke so many records. He was just, uh, you know, an incredible force on offense. And Kentucky's offense pretty much was him last year, and rightfully so. And on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen is probably going to go down as one of the best players to ever come through the Kentucky football program. I mean, he was the best edge rusher probably in college football last year. I mean, he won all the defensive player of the year awards. Uh, you just, you cannot replace a kid like him. And I think the offense is going to look totally different this year. Last year, they ran it through Benny and right, rightfully so. Um, this year, it's going to be interesting to see how much Eddie Grant opens the playbook. And a lot of that is going to depend on, you know, the strides that Terry Wilson makes from last year. You know, last year he he looked okay. It was his first year coming out of junior college. and But, you know, he also had Benny Snell right beside him. So when all else fails, give it to Benny. This year, you know, A.J. Rose, who was Benny's backup or number two last year, great, great running back, <clears throat> excuse me, very explosive. I think you're going to see – him take over primary, you know, running back duties. But also I think Terry's going to throw a lot to him. And I think that's going to really open up the playbook. Um, on the other side of the ball, there's obviously some great, great guys coming up following Josh Allen. You've got Josh Pascal, who's back after his, you know, he returned to the field last year after his cancer scare. And, you know, you've got some other really talented guys, but 
I think the big areas of concern are in the secondary because Kentucky lost so many great players like Mike Edwards to the NFL and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if if there if that becomes a huge liability and how much teams capitalize on that. <clears throat> Especially um, you know, after there's been some injuries I think already in preseason camp, so it'll be interesting to see how this season goes. As as we head deeper into this fall camp per se, who is kind of emerging as the lead? I know Cash Daniels has been the vocal leader. Lynn Bowden has kind of cleaned himself up a little bit to become a leader. Are those two guys the real leaders of this team, or are there other guys in the the background? I think that you could definitely say that Cash and Lynn are are the leaders. Um, You know, it's interesting. Lynn Bowden is – he's one of the most dynamic players in the country, but I feel like not enough people talk about him. And that's probably if he went to a bigger name school, they would. I mean, he, but he's, I think he's primed for a huge, huge year. And as much as the offense last year was centered around Benny, I think it's going to be centered around Lyndon Bowden this year. Um, Cash obviously is a huge leader on defense. He's a huge leader for this team. I think as a Kentucky kid, he just has that pride about him and the, you know, refusing to lose kind of mentality that you need. Um, some other leaders, I'd say Logan Stenberg on the offensive line. He went to SEC Media Days with Cash Anglin. Um, I think you could say Drake Jackson at center, another big big leader, Landon Young. I mean, that whole front unit is, you know, the, they're all veterans. They're all really, really good. Uh, I'd, I'd expect A.J. Rose to kind of step up and take a leadership role after kind of playing second fiddle to Benny. I think Josh Paschal, another guy on defense who will step up. And uh, I think you got a lot of great candidates. It's You're going to need somebody in the secondary to stand up. And it's just – it's going to be interesting to see who that's going to be because all those guys are so young. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. As we head into the season – Kentucky finished 10-3 and last season against Citrus Bowl champion, Governor's Cup champion. How do you see this Kentucky season ending up? And how do you what, – what is that stretch of the, let's say, three games that are so crucial to make or break this season? I, I think it happens early on. You, know, you look at the schedule, and Kentucky starts with Toledo and Eastern Michigan. And, you know, Toledo's a good team. Eastern Michigan, maybe not so much. But the three games I think are going to be the most important – are the ones that follow that. So you've got Florida at, you know, in Lexington, you've got Mississippi state in Starkville and South Carolina in Columbia. And those three games are just, that's, that's a big, big stretch for Kentucky because, you know, they knocked off Florida last year in the swamp to break the streak, but can they get a win against them this year? You know, you've got Dan Mullen down there and he's bringing in recruiting class after recruiting class. How many more years can Kentucky, you know, are they going to be able to, you know, beat Florida and knock them off? Uh, Mississippi state still rebuilding Uh, South Carolina, Kentucky's beaten them five years in a row. I mean, the, both of those games are on the road and I, I know South Carolina will Muschamp desperately wants to beat Kentucky. I think he's tired of having that losing streak. So if Kentucky can get two out of three there, I think it's huge, especially if one of those wins is over Florida, because then you have a legitimate shot in the SEC East. You know, this is the last question, football-related, and then we'll talk about Mitch Barnhunt. We'll wrap it up. What, what is your prediction for this year? Do you think Kentucky takes a step back and a field still on a lot of guys? Vegas even put the win total at six. Or do you think Kentucky exceeds all these expectations and goes maybe 10-3, and 10-2, plus a bowl win be 11-2? 
Well, 10, 10 wins, that would be great. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, however, I do think that the schedule kind of lines up well. You know, I think Kentucky's not going to have the same kind of season they did last year because they did lose Benny. They did lose Josh. They lost Mike Edwards. All these guys, you know, Lonnie Johnson, all these guys on defense. Um, I think you've got eight home games, and they've got – a lot of chances for wins. I I would predict maybe seven or eight wins, and you get to go to a good bowl. Hopefully, uh, get a bowl win. A, an eight or a nine win season, I think, would be a huge success. You know, I completely agree with you. Now, here's the thing, and this is a controversy around the SEC. SEC lifted their ban on alcohol sales in their stadiums, but Mitch Barnhart basically came out and said, "Hey, only if you're a rich donor can you buy alcohol." What is kind of the general consensus around? the Bluegrass State and the Big Blue Nation? Well, it's a, it's been a crazy debate. So Mitch Barnhart made that announcement on Thursday, and it's kind of been all Kentucky fans have talked about. And for the – I mean, this, this system they have now where you can get alcohol in the suites has been around for a few years since they renovated Kroger Field. But it's – UK had a chance this year to kind of even it up and say, well, you know, we offer alcohol sales to guys in the premium and the clubs and, you know, the suite areas – you know, let's expand that and offer it to the to the common fan as well. And they didn't. And I don't think it's as much that people are upset that they can't drink at games. It's the fact that the rich people can drink at games, but the common fans can't. And that's a dichotomy that, you know, a lot of SEC schools have put this issue off for another year. I think South Carolina, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and there's probably a few more have all said, you know, hey, we're <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to keep our current rules in place and see how it goes this year. You know, I think LSU, Texas A&M, Arkansas are all going to sell alcohol to in public areas. You know, I think Kentucky could have done that. They could, you know, Mitch could have come out and said, hey, we're just going to take a take a year and see how it goes. But instead, he kind of came out with a very firm response, saying, you know, we like the family friendly atmosphere. We don't see any reason to change things. You know, he said he was he didn't we're they're not going to do it this year and that that was his decision and that he didn't totally close the door on it happening in the future. But he also said he didn't want to have to revisit this every year. So to me, it sounded a little more final than maybe it's it's come off as um, it'll be interesting. You know, they also just are they're putting in these premium club areas at Rep Arena. So you have to think that, you know, that renovation is currently happening right now. You know, if they had decided to offer alcohol to the entire, you know, arena, would those areas sell well? You know, would season ticket holders want to make that investment knowing that if, you know, they could get beer or wine anywhere in the arena? So it's kind of like they're protecting their investment there. So it's just it's a hot topic. It'll be interesting to see how it goes this year in the SEC, like how much money the schools that are offering you know, alcohol in public areas, how much money they make and whether or not, say, they do make a lot of money, and I think they will, whether or not that pushes the other schools to say, okay, we'll open it up too. Um, I think in five years we'll look back at this and kind of laugh because it'll just be the norm everywhere at college events. But it's it's definitely a hot-button issue. Mrs. Tyler Thompson, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. Of course, your work is on Kentucky Sports Radio. Yes, you can follow me at Mrs. Tyler KSR on Twitter. And, of course, read our stuff on KentuckySportsRadio.com. Thank you so much. I look forward to having you probably even football season and closer to basketball season as well.
Sounds great. I would like to thank Mrs. Tyler Thompson of Kentucky Sports Radio for coming on the Mitch Davis Show podcast today to preview Kentucky football. As we get closer to football season, we'll bring you some more great college football covers across the SEC and across the American Athletic Conference. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, or like the Facebook page at The Mitch Davis Show, or find the podcast anywhere where you like to listen to your podcast. Just simply type in The Mitch Davis Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in and hope you all have a great weekend.